Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, it's great to have you with us today. Here we are, the year of growth on every front. And today, a very special day. Today is Father's Day. If you haven't yet got your dad a gift, uh, make sure you do a quick drive-by of 7-Eleven, pick up a last minute one. But today is Father's Day when we choose to bring the gift of our honour, our appreciation to those father figures in our life. And look, before we get into today, I do want to say that I know that for some of you watching today, uh, it is a maybe the first day or a reminder day of when you've lost your dad. And Look, let today be a day where the Holy Spirit just brings another level of comfort and reassurance and reminding of who your dad was and the sense of honour that you can receive and the sense of honour that you can bring as we celebrate uh, his legacy in your life today. And remember that we have the greatest father of all in our heavenly father. But today, we're not just speaking about biological fathers, we are speaking about our spiritual fathers. Any figure that has mentored, every any figure that has sown into our lives and also for the males watching today, the fact that every male is called to be a father, whether it is a biological father or whether it is called, whether we are called to be a spiritual father, discipling people, young men and women, sowing into the next generation. So Today, let, let nothing about today in your heart be exclusive. Today is very much about being inclusive. No matter where you're at on your father journey, even if you're a female, no matter what your fathering experience has been, receiving or giving, whatever it has been, remember that today as we get into the Word, today is never about exclusivity, but it is always about inclusivity, family, that God has a place and a grace for every person. Now, grab your Bibles and turn to Isaiah 54. It says this, Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who are never in labour, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. It's an amazing passage, a passage that as a church we have visited right throughout this year. It has framed the God word for our year that this will be a year of growth on every, in every area, on every front of our lives. And in this passage, we particularly, I guess, focus on this woman that she has done and doing amazing things that she should be in grief. She should be in mourning. She should be having a very dark and depressive, isolated house. But because she got a God word, her house changed and she changed her mourning into praise. She renovated her tent, expanded her tent, changed everything about her life because God gave her a word right in the middle of her barrenness. God gave her a word that she would see a miracle. And so rather than living by her circumstance, she lived according to the word of God and she lived an expansive life and a bold life. And we know that and we receive from that and we're encouraged by that. But you know who had to get involved at some stage in this baby-making miracle process, the dad. This barren woman 
had to at some stage have a dad in the journey, a partner in the journey alongside her. That in this faith journey, in this breakthrough journey, in this tent expanding journey, there was a man standing alongside her who similarly had to find something in God so that as she could be the mother that she was called to be according to the Word of God, he could be a father according to the Word that God had given their house. See, I wanna talk to you today about the fact that God always has a plan for dad. God always has a plan for dad. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about dads, a lot to say about biological dads, and a lot, if not more, to say about spiritual dads. So no matter what type of dad you've had, no matter what type of dad you are, no matter whether we are physical dads or whether we are spiritual discipling dads, all of us can unpack these principles today and apply them to our faith journey because God has a lot to say, always has a plan about dad. Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I think this speaks to the fact that fathers, don't be selfish or harsh in your words, but deliver your words with kindness and with grace. Always exercise wisdom in delivering the truth to the next generation. You might say, well, Phil, I'm a woman, so I can't be a father, or I'm barren and I, my family haven't been able to have physical kids. No matter what that is, all of us can to the next generation not bring truth in a way that provokes and wounds, but bring truth in a way that anchors, bring truth in a way that guides, bring truth in a way that shelters and helps the next generation grow up in Jesus. In Luke 15, 20, we read about the prodigal son and we can either be a parent to a prodigal or for some of us, we are prodigals to a parent. It says, so he got up and went to his father, went to that parental figure. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son, threw his arms around him and he kissed him. You know, I've always thought about the fact that the dad knew that his son was going off and doing stupid things and making bad choices and blowing up the very teaching that his father had given him, but his father released him. His father didn't control him, chase him, walk into the nightclubs, walk into the silly situations, walk in and drag him out by his collar and say, you have to do it this way. His father sowed and then his father trusted God and let him go. And at the right time, the grace and the compassion that this son had known was filling his dad's house was the very thing that allowed him when he'd lost everything to come home. You know, we read here the power, I guess, of a father's love. And if you haven't received that from your earthly father because it's been dysfunctional or it's been forgotten, remember that your heavenly father always has grace for you. And as parents, either biological or spiritual, for the next generation, never hold over a sense of condemnation and judgment and control, but have a sense of trust and a sense of empowerment and a sense of embrace that no matter how fast someone runs, they can always come home. 
In 3 John 1, 3 to 4, we read where John writes to Gaius. It says, he gave me great, it gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Goes to show that that we are not called to just be biological parents, but called to be spiritual parents. John here was so proud of his children. Thousands of people who are walking in the truth that he had sown and he counted it, he counted them as his children. So whatever your situation, remember, that these principles apply to us, whether you are male or female, whether you've got a father or don't have a father, whether you are in a dysfunctional situation or a beautiful, functional, uh, faithful situation, whatever it is, these principles, we can always remember that God always has a plan for dad. First thing, God has a plan for dad's timing. God has a plan for dad's timing. In Isaiah 54, we read about this woman and how she had been barren for so long. She'd been barren to the point where it had become a bit of a label for her, a bit of a theme for her. It had framed her, uh, her life, her home, her relationships, how she interacted with people. And for her, it had been something that had really been quite life-defining and she had been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it wasn't time yet for her to have her children. But you know who had also been waiting and waiting and waiting was the man alongside her. He had been waiting. He had been preparing. He had been equally as frustrated. And whether it is a biological, spiritual or relational relationship, there are always different seasons for the relationships in our life. You know, I tried to, Tam and I decided when I turned her early 30s, uh, that we would start now to try to have kids. And I remember in our early 30s, we just started to, you know, get ready for that season and we started trying. And I really enjoyed the trying, but it didn't happen. And it went on for quite a while, quite a while, quite a while. And in that waiting, that to end up waiting six or seven years, and it was in that season of waiting that my revelation of who God is and what He has for me and the type of father he wants me to be, it went to a whole deeper level. There was God's supernatural timing. I really would have preferred for it to happen when we'd planned, but I'm also eternally grateful that I had to wait so that we could get our little miracle Suki and I wouldn't have it any other way. There was always a plan from God for dad's timing. Uh, the prodigal lost his son, for a season and put yourself in the father's shoes watching his son run away. And we don't know how long he ran away for, but in that season, the father's relationship with his son, it had to be different in that season. He couldn't be up close. He couldn't speak to him. He couldn't embrace him. His relationship with his son had to shift into a different season. It was a season, I guess, of mourning, of trusting, of praying, of believing, of releasing, and there was a very different dynamic in their relationship. I know a whole lot of emotions would have been felt, but the season shifted, the timing shifted. 
uh, you know, think of someone uh, who's waiting for advice. You are just really waiting to give them the very bit of truth and advice that you know would help them in their situation, but you actually just know that they just aren't ready to hear it yet. And you can either force the truth in and sit them down and force it on them and smack them over the head with truth, or you can continue to keep the bridge open with love and grace and relationship in spite of a number of things, knowing that at the proper time, there'll be an open door to speak into the situation. Whatever this looks like for you in your life, remember that God always, God always has a plan for dad's timing. In Ecclesiastes 3, we read that there is a time for everything. Uh, there is things like sowing and uprooting, healing, dancing, mourning, mending, speaking, not speaking, listening, weeping, laughing. The list goes on and it's all to say to us that no fathering situation, whether it's receiving of a father or being a father, whether it's receiving from the generation before us or giving into the generation after us, it never stays the same, but there are ebbs and there are flows. There are times where you are close. There are times where there's distance. There's times where there is celebration. There's times where there's mourning. There are seasons to it all. And it's all the more reason to say, God, I trust you with the timing. God's plan for your fathering experience, whether it's receiving it or whether it's giving it, has ebbs and flows. And ultimately, it's about trusting God with those seasons. Number two, God has a plan for dad's partnership. God has a plan for dad's partnership. For the sake of this being on the internet forever, uh, we will talk, uh, not really go into depth, about the birds and the bees. But uh, basically, whenever there's some birds and the bees, whenever that process happens, there's a mum and a dad. To get a kid, at the end of the day, there's a mum and a dad and they partner. Now, we read in Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent and curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Uh, and this list goes on and this woman we read, this barren woman in faith was doing a whole lot of renovating to her tent. But you know who was right there on the tools with her? Her partner. You know, every man knows what it's like. Every husband knows what it's like to have your day off planned. Sometimes there is a big ramp up to your day off and you have planned it all. The calm, the sleep in, for you it might be the video game, the surf, the tinkering in your man shed. Boy oh boy, you've got your perfect day off planned only for your wife to appear with what every husband dreads, the list. She appears with the list, sometimes it's written down, sometimes it's messaged to you, sometimes it's given to you verbally in rapid fire, sometimes it's written on a little whiteboard, but it's the list. Fix this, pick up this, build this, assemble this, uh, paint this, buy this. Uh, it's a whole list of stuff that she's asking you, her partner, to do. And I want us to, I guess, get back to the fact and not miss that this barren woman's list of things to do to her home, her faith list, would have absolutely drawn in her husband. 
would have absolutely drawn in her partner, that he was equally called and involved in the faith process. To the biological and or spiritual dads listening today, don't do it alone. Partner with your wife. Partner with your church community. Partner with the Holy Spirit. Partner with other men standing shoulder to shoulder with you. These principles about the fact that we are all called to do things in family, in covenant, in relationship, in partnership are applicable no matter what our gender, what our situation, whether we have good or bad father figures, whether we are beginning our fathering journey, whether we are biological fathers or spiritual fathers, whatever it is, remember that we're all called to partner with people as we expand our tent. Lastly, God has a plan for dad's legacy. You know, throughout this year, I've thought of this barren woman and how she stood and watched her offspring, the Bible says in Isaiah 54. She watched her offspring invade at desolate cities and dispossess nations. And I've often thought about the fact that her womb was desolate, her womb was barren, and the very thing that was kind of a label that defined her barrenness became the very thing that her offspring possessed. The very area of barrenness became the very area of breakthrough for her children. That she would watch and hear reports of her children doing incredible things, her legacy going forward. But remember who was standing alongside her with the same twinkle in his eye, the same pride in what was flowing from a dark and evil situation, barrenness, into an incredible future that would outlast them was her husband. You know, I think that there is something very important to remember, that this man's legacy continued long after he had moved on. God always has a plan for legacy. Each one of us, we don't know the number of days we have here, but what we do know is that we're called to fill the days that we have with incredible purpose a purpose and a legacy to sow seed and do something with our lives and from our lives into the next generation that would outlive us. A legacy for future generations. And so today, whether you are male or female, whether you have a great father or a dysfunctional father or an absent father or you've lost your father, whether you are a biological father or a spiritual father, whatever role you play in life, remember, that in the same way we can learn from this passage about this husband to this barren woman, God always has a plan around timing, around partnership and around legacy. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you that each one of us are called to experience incredible things and we can learn from this Father in this passage that we are called to do incredible faith things and no matter our stage or age in life, no matter our situation, let us apply these principles and truly step into a greater confidence when it comes to your timing, your partnership and your legacy. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we choose to trust you and I speak blessing and honour and favour over every biological and spiritual father represented here at Impact Online today. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. 
Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.